I just can't do it. That's a phrase that we probably all have said either, either out loud or at some point in our lives. And we could say it about a lot of different areas, but I want to talk about today with just that phrase in relationship to our relationship with Christ. This phrase, I just can't do it. Because the reality is being a Christian is not easy. It's a hard task. It's not for the faint of heart. The Bible describes it as picking up a cross and following Jesus. And so a lot of times we read the Bible and we hear these things and God speaks to us about things we're supposed to be doing and they're hard. <laughs> things like we're supposed to forgive people when they wrong us, no matter how many times or what they've done. And we go, I just can't do that. Or that we're supposed to be nice and compassionate and good to people, even though they're being harsh and angry and mean toward us. We go, I just can't do that. Or that we're supposed to sacrifice and give, not just monetarily, but of our time and ourselves to to um, the church and to helping God. And we go, I just can't do that. I don't have the power to do that. What I want to encourage you today as we look at the final chapter of Hebrews and the last five verses is what this guy's trying to do to his audience, which is get rid of this phrase, I can't do it, and replace it with the phrase, I can do it through Jesus Christ. To get rid of the saying, quit saying, I can't, I just can't do it. Instead say, I can do it through the power of Christ in me. Because the author of Hebrews he was talking to people in an audience that was ready to give up. They were ready to throw in the towel. They were ready to quit. And he's encouraging them this whole time not to give up, to keep going. And he ends his letter, the, the letter to the Hebrews, or the epistle to the Hebrews, saying, get rid of this phrase, I just can't do it. And instead, learn to say, I can do it through Christ in me. And he gives these five reasons why you know through the power of Christ, you can. And the first is this, that you, you can if you rely on God's power. And you understand this infinite power he has. It says in verse 20, Now the God of peace who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus Christ our Lord. So from the very beginning, he immediately starts talking about God's power. And he describes God's power by the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus, who is our great shepherd. He is the shepherd who takes care of us as his people, his sheep. That God has the power to, to three days after his heart stopped to raise him from the dead. And the point being and why he starts off with that in verse 20 is to say this, if God has the ability to raise the dead, is there anything harder in your life than that? Is there anything you're trying to overcome that's harder than bringing a dead person back to life three days later? It says we have to rely and trust on the fact that God has incredible life-giving power. And secondly, he says you have to trust that God is equipping you as a believer in Jesus Christ. Verse 21, he says... Now the God of peace who uh, equip you in every good thing. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. And God is the one equipping you to live a life like Christ. 
You're not going through life making decisions on your own. You're not trying to do things on your own strength. God himself is the one that's equipping you, that is preparing you, that is molding you, and is making you. It's, it's He's the one that's acting. It's not you. And we have to realize that I can do things that are beyond my capability because God is the one equipping me to do that. So we rely on his unbelievable power we trust the fact that he's equipping us. And third, he says we have to be following God's will. When we look, he says in verse 21, he's equipping you to do every good thing, to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. In other words, God doesn't give us that power and equip us to just go and do whatever we want any day of the week, to just go and live however we see pleasing. He empowers us and he equips us so we can do what his will is he tells us what his will is in scripture he lets us know what he wants for our lives and he says the reason why he's given us this power is equipping is so that we can be and do what he wants us to do in other words if if we're not pursuing god's will in our lives we shouldn't expect god's power and equipping in our lives so we can do it through jesus christ we're relying on his power, trusting his equipping, and following God's will. Fourth, we can do it if we're doing it for God's glory. Look, he says at the very end, he says, Work in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. He says the end reason, the end goal why God empowers us to do what we can't and equips us to do what we can't and wills us and shows us where to go so we can Follow his will is so that he gets glory. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. God will give you more than you can handle. So that if you say, I can do this through the power of Jesus Christ, he gets glory. Because you're doing it through the power of Jesus Christ. God is glorified because people see that we've been equipped, that we've been empowered, that we're doing his will. And we are glorifying him when we know it's not of ourselves, it's all from him. We can do it if we're doing it in order to bring God glory. And then finally, we can be encouraged that this God who saved us, who has willed what to do, who has empowered us, who is equipping us, who is being glorified by us, he is also the God of peace. Go back up to verse 20 and look what he says at the very beginning. Now the God of peace peace. The author here could have picked any other adjective to describe God, but he chose peace because he knows that's what we need sometimes. We need to be reminded that we serve a God who is the God of peace, the God of peace who can bring peace into our lives. And if we're relying on his power and trusting the fact that he's equipping us and trying to do his will and seeking to glorify him, we can be encouraged by the fact that this God is also the God that will be pre-peace to us. And he's producing the peaceful fruit of righteousness in us. What an awesome encouragement for us to first accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior so we can obtain that peace and then pursue God's will in his power and his equipping knowing that through Christ you can today.